I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UK Packers podcast. I'm your host, as usual, at Steedy NFL on Twitter. And as you know from last week, we have stopped doing our celebrity podcast. Like we said, we've told Aaron Rodgers, look, no, we're not taking any requests for celebrity guests of a Friday anymore. Because we're getting close to the business end of the um, season where training camp's ending and the preseason's over and everyone's delighted because nobody's injured. And as usual, every week now, I have me old buddy, me old pal, me fellow co-founder of the UK Packers, Mr. At Ryan Peacock NFL. That's how mama named him. Ryan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you? Oh, not too bad. All that build up and you're just, you know, very calm and collected. I know. I, well, I never really know what to say. All I can say is warm, isn't it? It's warm the last few days and things are certainly, <laughs> things are certainly heating up in training camp. Oh, that is a bridge. That's a, That's radio. Jesus, you should be the host. So yeah, it is, it is heating up in training camp. There's some um, good, interesting stuff happening. A few sort of, I mean, the, the battles really this year, I think, Ryan, are true battles this year. Um, between special teams, we've wide receivers scrapping it out. Uh, even the running backs we've seen uh, with Crockett's performance. But something that really is intriguing me is the battle at centre. And it's not so much a battle, it's more of a f- sort of flip-flop between uh, Treader and Lindsley. I mean, are you happy? Well, no one's, no, of course, I'm not saying this, no one's happy that Lindsley's injured. He's been a soldier for the last two years. But are you happy to see Treader Because he was a sort of fan favourite over here, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Treader's versatile and he can play pretty much anywhere along there. And to be fair, most of the Green Bay linemen can play in a number of different positions. Yeah. The only thing is that Lindsley has done so well. And we're now going to go into the new season. The thing is, I think, if anything, it's happened at a good time. There's never a good time for anybody to sort of suffer an injury or something like that. But it's happened plenty early enough. Um, there's there's going to be plenty of preseason games for him to get involved. There's plenty of reps in training. So if it was going to happen, it's happened at a good time. We're not going to be throwing him in later down the road. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, talking about time, and if there's one man that's faced injuries at a bad time, it's JC Treader himself. I mean, let's not forget, he was brought in 2013 to be the starter, and it, was, it wasn't even under question. Um, and it was just that unfortunate. I think he got injured in OTAs. He broke his leg, or was it a leg breaker? Or I think it was. His it was in a cast, wasn't it? He was in, he looked in a bad way. Um, so OTAs, and um, he was out then first season, and everyone was like, "What are we gonna do?" Um, and then it was the next year. Then he went through. I think he went all the way up to preseason, maybe the third game in preseason, and he got injured again. Uh, it was the knee that time, and he was out. He shouldn't have been out for the full season. But I mean, again, Lindsley came in. Because I don't know about you, but I was completely freaking out at the time because Lindsley himself was a rookie. And I was looking at it thinking, here we go now. Here's going to be a massive problem. But I think it's brilliant now, right? Because the position that we find ourselves in, which is always brilliant because, I mean, especially in the O-line, we've always found ourselves short of players and having to move people around. Now we have two starting caliber centers that we can use. And two very different guys. I mean, if you look at Lindsley, he's a big lad. Uh, Treader looks considerably smaller. Um, and again, you know, he's not shy to play in time either because he's effectively had two seasons now, albeit in practice, of snapping the ball to A-Rod, you know, to pairing up with Lang and Sitton. Um, and I think that's they need that chemistry on the line if they're going to make the run game better this year. So I think it's a very positive thing and definitely something to watch out for. And I think that, unfortunate to Lindsley, do you know what? I'm sort of happy that Treader's in there getting some game time Uh and you know what, Ryan? Like I know every player wants to be professional, 
But how difficult do you think it will be? Like, you know, you come in and you're meant to be the starter, you get injured. Then the next year, you're meant to be the starter. You make it all the way through OTA's training camp. You make it into preseason and then you bust your leg again. And then the guy takes your job. I mean, he was healthy then after that and he still couldn't get his job. It's only that Lindsley got injured. And it's kind of poetic that he comes back in again after the other guy suffering an injury to get his job back. I mean, that's a testament to his character, not to crumble, throw a strop and want to go elsewhere, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's not one player in the NFL that that has ever given up. Yeah, They would have all had to overcome injury, lack of form, being deep on a depth chart at some point. I've had to really work it. Not anything's given in this league. And so he's at a point now where, yeah, obviously he's going to be low. He's got His mindset is going to be off at the moment. But you know that he's going to be working hard and training hard to get back. And his mindset will be to win that job back. And that's what his coaches will want. That's what his teammates will want. They will want that competition there. He'll be back and, and he'll be fine. And then and then again, we'll be talking about a battle again further down the road. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because they did play Treader at left tackle uh, last season, but only because they had to. But it's good that they're able to shift these lads around the line. And that's not something that we certainly want to see on the O-line. But again, it's just one example of all the competition that we're seeing. I mean, like we said on the last podcast, 12 wide receivers. I mean, you know, even down to special teams, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's just something else this year. Yeah, and it would be nice if at least maybe a few games we could have a run of having our first choice offensive line play. You know, I think yeah. in how many years has it been now we've been saying, oh, if only we could get the first the first team first choice offensive line out there in one go. Yeah. So, and of course now we got another injury at the start, but like I said, it has happened at a good time. I think there's plenty of time for everybody to get them reps in and get used to it. And for the other thing is, obviously, the centre and the quarterback's one of the most important tandems in 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 football. Yeah, you know, so there are plenty of reps for those guys now in training. He'll be repping with the ones, and I think we'll be fine come the start of the season. So training camp uh, heating up. Anything that catches your eye, then Ryan, with training camp in in general. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an easy one really, but Mortel Maste. This is going from now. Something that at the start of camp was, uh, oh, what a great story. You know, hometown kid gets a, gets the chance to pull on the jersey, go out there in preseason and, and you know, compete for a job. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, it was a great script anyway that he got that chance. But uh, certainly now it's a bit, it's, it, this reminds me a little bit of, I remember, uh, I think it's Drew Bledsoe saying about Tom Brady when he, when he first came in and Bledsoe got injured. And yeah. Bledsoe said something like, Tom Brady wasn't a good backup quarterback because... He ended up sort of going on and becoming the star. <laughs> yeah. So th- there was some sort of joke there, and I can't remember it exactly, but he makes this joke. And I think, you know, if they brought Mortel in as competition, uh, much in the way they did with Tavecchio and Crosby, then certainly this is probably going that way. Um, the problem is now, these guys are really, really even, and there's not a great deal to, to choose between them. Um, yeah. Now, some people are saying Mortel's pulling slightly ahead. Uh, whether that's just because those people are also the ones that were calling for change, 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 and so they really want this guy to succeed, I don't, I don't know. But certainly the stats are similar. Um, apparently, both in 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 training, they're doing great. Uh, this is this one's going to run and run all the way up into the first week of the season. Yeah, I find it really interesting because I mean they're saying that you know it's it's neck and neck, no one's won it. But in a way, does that not mean Mortel has won it? Because this is a kid. Uh, you know, he's going to be on way less money. Uh, he's got way less experience, but he's still able to go toe-to-toe with Maste. And I'm sort of thinking, you know, people were giving out about Maste's inconsistency. Now, looking at the two guys, I think they're both terribly inconsistent as it is. They're as inconsistent as each other. So I wonder, do the Packers go... Because 
I know I'm mad at I always start a sentence and then sort of you know trail off but I'm sort of thinking you know they go on about the chemistry between um, him and Crosby but I don't know is there chemistry I mean I, I believe Mortel won now apparently it's a thing I didn't know it was a thing until you know reading about it a while ago that he was one of the best uh, placeholders in college I mean can you be a good placeholder but I mean you know if it's an award then I mean surely with you know, Crosby, it's not going to be a problem when I'm holding the ball. They were perfect against the Raiders and had very similar numbers against the Raiders. So, I mean, do we just say... Now, I know there's that sentiment there with Mastay, but do we call it quits now and say, let's get the kid in for cheaper? Um, You know, what difference does it make if they're both one and the same? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I want to pick up on what you said there is there such a good thing as a, as a, a good or a bad holder. Yeah. I'm sure, and I... And I People are gonna gonna shout at me for not remembering the game, but I'm sure there was a game last season where we were on Twitter going, "Look at the laces! The laces aren't facing out. The laces are facing towards the kicker," and, and we, you know, we messed the kick up um, and cost us points. So it is a skill. It is a skill in itself. And yeah, Mastay's been there a long time and doing it with Crosby. Um, but by all reports, both those guys are taking reps as a holder in practice as well. They're not just in there punting. They're also taking the reps as holder. They'll be taking reps on all sorts of special team drills and trick plays and everything. They will be matching up because at the moment they really are neck and neck. And in terms of the holder, that thing is level as well. You know, neither guy's making mistakes there. Yeah. Um, this one is really going to go to now. I think, I think it's almost got to a point now of not who's going to win the job, but who's going to lose it. Yeah. And I think... One of these preseason games, I mean, yeah, okay, Maste had the blocked punt in the last game. You can't put any blame on him. I think it's Gunter, is it, that lets a guy storm through? Oh, it and, is, yeah, he completely snuffs us. Yeah, and but before before Maste even gets the chance to get the ball properly in his hands and drop it, you know, the the the, uh, the defence are on top of him and, you know, that's not his fault, it can't be on him. But there's going to be something happen. There's going to be a punt that comes off the side of the boot and goes 10 yards. There's going to be a punt... Uh, I, I, I don't know, a mishandle of the ball as it's snapped and somebody's going to fumble it about. And I think, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen here. I don't think somebody's going to win it. I think somebody's going to lose it. Which way that's going to go, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you care, to, care to take a bet on it? Um, I do, do you know what? I think the sentiment is in favour of Maste and I think Mortel, in fairness and in credit to him, is, is doing a good job keeping up on Maste to say that he holds all kinds of records now in Green Bay. Um, so... To be honest with you, I kind of want Mortel. Is that bad? I mean, is that sort of disloyal? I just think, you know, do, do you know what it'll come down to, in fact? And this is why I think that it is very important that I think what they should do is, and I don't think they will because it'll give out the wrong message, but I think they should play Mortel only in maybe this third or fourth preseason game to see how he handles the full workload. And especially because, I mean, we're going to sort of, you know, give a brief preview of what we're going to expect in this upcoming Niners game. But as the preseason games get on and on, depending on who you're playing, they will play more of their starters. And I think we need to test Mortel and see in game-like conditions with how fast it is, can he still keep his cool and punt somewhat more consistently and get the ball you know in that sort of you know between the 20 yard line and the end zone i mean can he do that consistently i think that's the only test and if he can do that i think why not take a punt on the kid <laughs> i think know, the i think the problem is if you do that and uh yeah good good pun like that <laughs> we'll have to have a we'll have to have a pun chime that just rings in the background yeah i'll, uh, I'll add it in i'll add it in and uh i think no, but in, in all honesty if they just went solely with one punter in the game i think that tells you that that punter wins it and I think that's 
it doesn't send, I don't know if that sends the right message. I think you've got to go one punter in one half or and one punter in the next, or they take it in turns or, you know, whatever it is. Because I, th- I think if, if, if it really is neck and neck, as they're saying it is, then you've got to continue to share this thing. And I don't think in, you know, after that week four, game a decision will be made then I mean there's cuts coming up after this week's game where the where the rosters are going to go from 90 down to 75 players yeah he, that that decision on the punter and we'll still have two punters after that cut oh definitely yeah I'm confident of that and I think we it won't be until we get to that very last cut when we go down to the 53 that we'll make our decision on our punter yeah and you know what I think either way Mortel has a very good chance that if he isn't playing for the Packers he's going to go elsewhere I mean you know money's on the Vikings but uh, I think they definitely someone definitely will take him um, because he has shown that he has got the skill of ball placement and in fact he had longer punts than Maste in that last game so mm-hmm. you know people did criticise his leg strength but I don't think that's an issue anymore it doesn't seem to be no he's matching up well and of course he had that one that went out of the four the one thing I wanted to ask you is when, when we started coming into this off season did you think we would in in a season where we were going to have Geordie returning and the and Eddie Lacy coming back to form, would we talk this much about a punter? I don't know. You see, I don't even know. It's be, is it because we're sort of uh, we're specialised, you know, like it with just Packers, so that what we do is we delve into every little. You know, we're looking at like this seventeen linebacker going, oh, you know, it's going to be really good. Or is it the fact that it is actually that intriguing? And I go for the second. I just, do you know what? And we all like a, a story about the hometown kid. And look, we never have changes at kicker and punter. And this is the one time that we could potentially get it. Um, maybe this is the same reason people are voting for Donald Trump, just for ad. You know, you shouldn't, but why not? Maybe just let's just see how bad things can get. You know, is that the case where, you know, the I punter can't believe recently- I can't believe you're mixing politics with football. Oh come on! It's all American. It's all it's all it's topical. But uh, speaking speaking of topical, uh, the game just gone. The Raiders game impressed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, it's hard, isn't it? It's preseason, and so you get impressed by certain performances. Then you have to try and weigh that up with at what stage did it happen in the game? Because if something big happened in the third and fourth, it's probably against the third and fourth string players. That being said, that's your chance to shine, and you've got to take it whatever's in front of you. So. Some of the things I really like from that, and you already mentioned him, Crockett looked great. Yeah. Um, in fact, the run game in general looked great. There was nice gains from Eddie Lacey. There was nice games from Starks. And then uh, and Crockett, who had a, a couple of powering runs. I mean, that last one, um, I don't remember if it was the last one, sorry, but the one where he's burst right through the middle, makes a small cut, and then bounces sort of ping-pong, bang, 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 into the end zone. Yeah. And he just keeps his legs going. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. Um, I mean, not in terms of the size of the player, but it's just that way that even when he comes up against a stop, the legs keep pumping, the body keeps moving forward. And, and I always thought with James Drew, he always seemed to be, it didn't matter how hard he got hit, but he always seemed to fall forwards. Yeah. You know, he had that kind of attitude as a running back. And Crockett looked, for me anyway, looked a little bit like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's what all the good running backs have. If you look at Beast Mode, he was the same. There's sometimes that you're like, oh, he's down. And then all of a sudden, just because he keeps the legs going, you know, the, the tackler thinks he's going down. And I like what you said from, from the start. It is the case where you're dealing with these lads who aren't wrapping up properly because they're scared to get injured, maybe. And then you're dealing with second, third, fourth string players, uh, who, you know, who sort of maybe lack a bit of discipline with the fundamentals. And that's why they don't wrap up as well. But yeah, I was definitely impressed. But what I like about it is, is that this, you know, Sometimes it looks like the coach doesn't show his hand in a preseason game. Like, why would he? Why would he show his complex defense? They don't. Why He wouldn't show all of the plays that he has, any trick plays that he has. Of course he doesn't. But 
It's important that McCarthy has shown from the very beginning that he's dedicating most of his time, especially at the start, with all of the first stringers, that he's dedicated to the run game. Because whatever people say about last season and that, you know, the offense wasn't firing and this, that and the other, I think it all comes down to the run game. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't respect the run game. Eddie was out of shape. They couldn't, we couldn't get the run going. So then people knew that they didn't have to stack the box. All they had to do was do press man and then we couldn't get out of it because our wide receivers couldn't catch anything, couldn't get space or separation. So I think it is integral that the key then, because people keep saying the key is Jordy Nelson, it is to a degree, but it's mostly about the run game. Because if they can get the run game going, well then we'll just carve them up because we have the run game now with Eddie Lacey. Uh, Crockett looks fresh. Like, Do you think Crockett will make the roster by the end of it? Uh, why not? I mean, I think we've take. I think we've kept three running backs before. Yeah. Because oh, the thing is now, right? Let's face it. Having one one running back on his own that does everything doesn't tend to happen so much now in the NFL. Usually, you are looking at rotating those players or having guys that are more suited down at inside the twenty in the red zone. Yeah. And those. Do you know what I mean? So I think it does get changed up. I think there are different styles of, of runner. If you were using Starks and Eddie Lacey on, on a sort of one-two punch, um, then, yeah, I, I think I would have Crockett in the, in the 53 as well. Um, if I'm just trying to think, of, you know, if you go back a few years with the Panthers, they had the two two great running backs. I think one was Jonathan Stewart, the other one, can't remember his name. Um, but, yeah, so you got the two guys there. You had uh, the two guys, I think, down at the Titans. One of them was Lendell White, and there was another guy. Yeah. You know, teams. I'm I'm really good at naming one guy in a two two guy tandem. Haven't really, <laughs> haven't haven't thought this one through before I start talking about it. But um, you know, even if you go up to when you had Fred Jackson and Marshall Lynch, and then Fred Jackson and uh, C.J. Spiller in Buffalo, you know, these teams have got one two punches at the back there. That means you can really use and abuse your running backs. You know, tire them out, bring another guy in. That way, then you really start to beat defenses up. They have to respect the run, and that completely opens up your your passing game. Um, yeah, you see, you need a very astute O line as well because if you have a player like Eddie Lacy, who would be a bit more direct, and then Starks, you know, likes to do a bit of cut action. I mean, you need an O line that's going to cater for both styles. That they know Starks is going to be able to cut away and bounce and jump, whereas Eddie might sort of run more direct. Um, and yeah, I do think Lacey would be more of a red zone threat where he just barrels his way over. We've seen him carry 10 players before. You know, we've joked about it on Twitter before. How many players does it take to take Eddie Lacey down? Answer all of them, you know, because he's just a bit of a beast. But I do think mm-hmm. if we make them respect the run game, Nelson will be back now. How fit he's going to be, and I don't mean fit as in, you know, I mean fit for purpose, not fit physically, because I think he's he should be in great shape after all the work he's doing. He's going to be a bit gingerish maybe uh, because of the ACL and then with the knee then on the opposite leg causing him issues. But, I mean, look, like it's just we have the absolute opportunity here to be dominant with, you know, running people over and then we switch to the play action and then we go deep with Jordy. Then we're hitting Randall. And I do think Devontae Adams, I mean, he caught a sweet over-the-shoulder pass from Hundley in that Raiders game. And, you know, if he's catching passes like that from Hundley, who I rate very highly, I think he's great. Um, you know, what can he do with A-Rod? Now, there might be a bit more fizz and, you know, maybe a bit more precision. And we know that Devontae Adams struggled with route running um, last year. But I just think, especially with Jared Cook there, I mean, and he's going to teach Richard Rogers some things. I mean, how unstoppable are we going to be? Certainly if, certainly if it gets firing on all cylinders, then yeah. you're right. We could be one of the most potent offences in the league. And it's a shame because they said Brett Hundley 
you know, he did get injured, so he, he uh, the Raiders player rolled over on his ankle. Now they're saying that oh, he could be back for the next game. So obviously, you know, it's not it's not season ending and all this. I heard stories that he's going to be put on IR and Joe Callan's going to be activated as a backup. That might not be the case. But I was reading stuff, some stuff on Packers.com and just generally online from fans. And they were saying, oh, you know, it doesn't matter because with a bit of luck, uh, Hundley won't be playing. No, with a bit of luck, he will be playing. With Because it's, you know what, it's not that long ago, if you remember, that A-Rod used to completely decimate the other team. He'd play three quarters and we'd pull him and put in, you know, the backup for the uh, fourth quarter. Do you not remember that? Like Matt Flynn coming in, finishing the game. So with a bit of luck, Hundley will actually see the field this year because we'll be so dominant that they'll throw him on to preserve A-Rod because the last thing we need is another leg injury or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not? I mean, you know, that's and I, I like Hundley. I thought he looked fairly fresh now in that game. Yeah, yeah, Hundley does look good. I think it's I think it's pretty much a given that Rogers and Hundley will be on the roster. Do you think we keep a third QB? Do you think either Callahan or I'm guessing not Williams because I mean he would be fourth on the depth chart at the minute. Yeah. So do you think Callahan goes on the 53 or is he going to be a practice squad? Guy? I think he. Do you know what? I think he's going to be a practice squad. It does depend on that injury and how freaked out they are about the the Hundley injury if he seems okay and he can play I mean even if he's healthy within maybe the second game I reckon um, they'll keep him on and, and push Callahan to the practice squad um, which I think is about right because I really don't think Callahan is in any way ready and you know if it is a case that they have him as a backup and they want to throw someone on in garbage time I don't think they could even particularly trust Callahan to shoulder the job you know like as I like Talzin back in the day who's now at the Colts but you could see like he had a strong arm on him but again not a quarterback I think that is a legitimate backup and Hundley I think is more backup ready you do you do realise you're talking about an ex-Wisconsin Badger there I, can, I know yeah Blast again me. you're trying to upset people aren't you <laughs> I know, I do say some clangers on the podcast. Um, So the Niners game then, I mean, looking ahead, what do you think that we should really be looking out for here? Or do you think that it's just as anonymous as any other preseason game? Uh, Well, it would be. However, I was reading on Packers.com. I don't know if you've heard of the website. It's quite decent. Oh, yeah? Um, And there's a guy on there, Larry Larry (laughs) McCarron. Um, and he says that the San Fran game is likely to be Rogers' first and probably only appearance of preseason. Yeah. So, guys, if you haven't bothered with preseason so far because you can't be bothered to stay up on a Thursday night and then work to work on one hour sleep, then it might be worth staying up for this one because you're going to get a see glimpse of Rogers. Yeah. Now, Rogers uh, went on to say as well that he doesn't doesn't need to see anything from himself. Was or, or something along the lines of what he came up with in in one of the interviews. Um, but, however, you've got to presume that it can only be good to get him in the game so his uh, his teammates um, that have been sort of playing. Callahan, as good as he's been, Marquise Williams, as good as they've been, the tempo of that game is going to be slightly slower. One, because they're learning the plays. They're still learning the playbook. They're still learning putting those plays into the huddle. I don't know if you've seen, um, if you watch Hard Knocks, but the St. Louis Rams ones at the minute, you know, Jared Goff, who was the high, was he number one draft pick? Yeah. You know, there's a there's a scene there where he's just calling the plays into the huddle, you know, and it's some of these things are, are long, you know, really long, and so all, with all that going on, things take a bit longer. So the tempo in the game is generally not there. However, a rod's going to get in there. The tempo's going to be there. You're going to have maybe some no huddle. You're going to have, you know, all the kind of hurry up type plays that he does and all the rest of it. And so, so the new guys that are on the team are going to be able to come in and get a real feel for that sort of real game time pace that Aaron Rodgers brings with him. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. And one thing that I know for sure, and everyone keeps banging on about it online, Jordy Nelson's not going to play. He's not going to play. So he might be kitted out. And that, that was great at the Raiders. Everyone got really excited to see him kitted out. I don't want to see him play. I don't want to see him get injured. I don't think it's necessary. They keep saying, oh, well, we need to get the chemistry back. Yeah, get it back in practice. You don't get it back in a preseason game. You certainly don't. I, ridiculous right um, and another thing as well is that as you said Aaron's in the team now 10 years under the McCarthy system he doesn't have anything to prove and he will do no huddle he will push them down the field I'd say what he'll do is he might stay in for maybe I don't know maybe two drives uh, maximum if he scores on his first they'll just take him out and he'll be done then for the rest of the preseason and of course as we get later on into training camp they're going to go and close the practices and that way that's when they'll do all their work because do they really think that he's not throwing to Nelson at the moment and that he's just you know doing little rainbow passes with no tacklers I mean they're going to build Nelson up and up and up to an appropriate level in practice and yes he'll be a bit rusty but I think that's why McCarthy's focusing on the run game so hard so that he can let Nelson settle into the game with a few throws not not kill him at the start you know run intensively uh, use the other wide receivers um, and not focus too much on the Nelson thing I think people are sort of blown it out of proportion but uh, something that I'd be interested in looking for in this preseason game is and then the first drive is uh, is he going to hit the tight ends a lot and I'm sure he'll test Jared Cook yeah I think he will and um, I'll take you back to when I very first played Madden right <laughs> one of this is this I is that a bit, in Harves and a, and a this, dream this is for me yeah I'm just I'm just going off now yeah so do the little cloud bit right okay so when I first played Madden there is an unstoppable route on that game where quite simply the tight end who I think was Mark Chimura on my version very first version you go up about 5-10 yards and then out to the uh, out to the flag yeah. and it's it's unstoppable route and I think when we get down to the red zone those types of routes there or it'll be a, you know sort of a 5 and 10 and out or you know slants all this stuff that you can use with the tight ends they're, they're great routes and I think sometimes last season probably situations we could have been using those those types of routes and and the Titans in those positions, we didn't didn't utilize them as well as we could have done. Yeah. With Jared Cook, he big frame, big set of hands, has a finally has a decent quarterback thrown to him. Could be really dangerous in those red zone situations. Um, yeah, that's so that's the Niners game. And uh, well, well, there's only one other thing on the Niners that? game. What's that? Apparently, Colin Kaepernick may be starting. Oh, well, yeah, which is effectively what the backup starting. Didn't he lose his job to well, Blaine it's kind Gabbard? Of, yeah, I don't know how you lose the job to to Blaine Gabbard. Um, I'd like to think I could I could out quarterback Blaine Gabbard, and uh, <laughs> and obviously as we know, you know Blaine Gabbard probably listens to our show. So if you're out there, I Blaine, yeah. I can out quarterback you, which means <laughs> which means I can also out quarterback Colin Colin Kaepernick because, yeah. like you said, he is probably officially second on the depth chart at the minute. Yeah. The only thing is, obviously, there's a bit of history there with Kaepernick, and he has run us all around the park before yeah um it quite embarrassed our defense on occasion there's also you know that that hit of did clay did clay not hit him out of bounds, oh, he hit him Very, out of bounds. you know he wore him oh, as a necklace no doubt he wore him as a necklace over the side well man. i'll just say you know it was it was close it was, <laughs> it was close you got to remember that i play on defense so that oh, i yeah. think it, i think it was a tough call i'm gonna say okay. i play on offense i don't i don't play on offense well, I'd like bit, to do a bit of run, running back action anytime we get together for the meets. I'm quite handy. I've scored a few TDs. He's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was there was that between Matthews and Kaepernick. So there's a bit there. And obviously Kaepernick's got a great deal to uh, to prove himself. Like you said, he's back up mm. to Blaine Gabbert at the minute, which has got to be embarrassing at that you know, N, uh, NFL quarterback end of year do. 
you know so <laughs> yeah that's what it's all about when he's at the when he's at the points but i tell you what now in all seriousness i think this is a good game because it's an, also a fact that we're trying to get the run game going but we're also trying to get the run stuff in game down because on capers first few years with the packers i mean they were unbelievable at run stopping and he wants to get that back now getting a bit of pass rush going i think he's focused as well on run stuffing and if there's one guy to test your run stuffing against it will be colin kaepernick because they might try to utilize him because let's face it he's not the most accurate like we regularly uh you know take the mick and tweet out that sort of there's a little i think it's a gif i don't even think it's a vine where he just scuttles the ball into the ground and he's got no pressure whatsoever and i think it's the tight end i think was it vernon davis at the time maybe whoever it was was wide open and he just plows it into the ground like a like as you said you could definitely out quarterback colin kaepernick so what they might do is they might try utilizing more designed runs because we've seen that worked so well uh, for cam newton last year so maybe they'll just try to go back to that and it's very hard to contain um so yeah it'll be a good test uh for the packers especially a bit of run stuff and but ryan i've got one question for you go on have you got your cowboy hat on it's Brett Favre Friday. It's that time. <laughs> you think God never farted? Hey, you got any left-handed football? Yes, so this is a new feature that we have of a Friday. It's Brett Favre Friday. It has to come with the country music and the bit of yeehaw action. Put her in the old voice. And I think, Ryan, it's only fitting that we start with something that's sort of added to the Favre legacy. Now, it's, do you know what we're going to talk about? And it's going to put a little bit of a downer on the whole sitch. Um, but I like it. It's the game against the Raiders. So it is 22nd of December, 2003. Uh, okay. What a game. It was, yeah, and you say it'll put a bit of a downer on it, but you could look at it the way as well that you can be inspired from that, and 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 Brett Favre proves what a leader he is, and and how he can still have his team on his back even in you know in in the worst of situations, um, and I think if I remember going back, he, he says something along the lines of, um, you know, my dad would have wanted me to play, yeah, uh, that's that's why I played, that's why we stepped out on the field, and you know, you know, he was looking down on him, and maybe that helped with some of the. Re- ridiculous figures that he threw for on that day yeah 399 yards four touchdowns i mean the four touchdowns were in the first half it was incredible so to give people a backstory again if you're listening and you don't know uh, this would be a cool uh you know little thing that maybe you didn't know about brett Favre. and if you do know it's nice to reminisce so yeah it was the december game so his father passed away on the 21st so this game is played in the 22nd so even on the 21st the day that his dad passed away it was a game against the raiders and it was it was in raider nation as well it wasn't in lambo so he was playing away and he went down into uh, into the team hotel and they he said i think the quote from brett Favre is like for five minutes he wasn't sure if he was going to play or not and he went down into the team hotel and he spoke to the players and said to them like i'm going to be there for you i'm going to play don't worry about it this is what my dad would have wanted and i mean ryan when you look at all the documentaries and stuff about it i mean the players sometimes recounted it they just start crying yeah and i think there's almost a bit of disbelief i don't think any player in that locker room would have would have held it against him had he not played yeah um you know and the guys would have would have gone out there and played with all the heart in the world to try and win it for him anyway but as you said he only he only sort of has that doubt in his mind for a few minutes and i'm sure he can probably hear his dad's words from when he was a high school player or a college player and he had his you know dad screaming from the bleachers aim he probably had some sort of moment like that and he thought no actually do you know what the best way to honor him right now is to just go out there be strong be a leader and and, and win this game for him yeah because he even says you know his dad never missed the game and his dad actually passed away when he was driving along and he would have been at that game uh for brett you know just such a support for him 
uh, throughout all his time but it's amazing like Donald Driver says that he went into the dressing room and said lads you know whatever he throws we're catching you know if it's behind you if it's too high if it's this he said you just reel that in and I mean the, the stuff that he was doing in the game because I don't know Ryan how he can focus right now Aaron Rodgers got a load of stick last season because he had a girlfriend I mean how ridiculous you know he gets a girlfriend and everyone freaks out on him saying oh he's distracted and he's doing this down the other so I mean, this is Brett Favre. His dad passes away, who was instrumental in who he became. I mean, he even looks... If you look at Irv Favre when he was younger, it's just Brett Favre. It's exactly the same. Um, So he goes out onto the field and he just... With reckless abandon almost, he just throws it into double coverage. You know, Walker comes down with every one of them. Walker makes a fantastic catch, doesn't he, on one of them. The yeah. one down the middle of the field, if I remember, he jumps backwards. He's got two defenders on him, like you say. Yeah. And he jumps backwards and takes the ball. I mean, Javon Walker, I don't, I don't know how much like people remember about him but I always thought he was fantastic until he actually funnily enough went went to the Raiders and he was pretty terrible yeah but um yeah you're right he just throws that all over the field and players make plays for him that are you know unreal and you can see it's, it's that extra effort I'm not saying that you know, they don't always play the 100%, but that night there was no way they were going to let a pass sail by him. Oh, it's superhuman, you know, it, and they do, they always say about that game, it's divine intervention. Now, if you're atheist, relax, get yourself a cup of tea and calm down. If you don't think God exists, he doesn't, he still doesn't exist, so you don't worry about it. But they said, you know, there was divine intervention and he's pointing up to the sky to his dad and he's saying his dad definitely had a hand in it, you know, he's pointing at Diana in the box and she's there with a priest because the priest is there, you know, to lend support. So he's pointing up at her and saying, you know, I'm doing this for dad, I'm doing this for you. It's amazing, like, and he was even saying that he tried to play like that for many years. We've seen him sling the ball and and the other player, the other team to come down with it, Interceptionsville. But, I mean, the stuff that he pulled off in that game is amazing. But I'm going to put a downer on it. This is really going to put a downer on you. I've got you now, Peacock. I've got you. No, 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 you haven't. The impossible questions here, baby. Oh, hang on a minute. Impossible questions here. Look, I'm not, what didn't give you any warning. Um, because, and again, I said it in the last podcast, if you didn't remember it, that's your fault, not mine. So this is the impossible question. So Ryan tried to, you know, tried to be the big man, tried to say, people send him in some impossible questions because he tried to spring one on me last week. But I got him. I got the answer. It's not a thing for a boss. So what I got to do is I'm going to come up with an impossible question and to make it even more hard to keep the lead. Now, no, hold on. I'm not even letting you speak now for a second. I see you pointing at me on the camera here, right? The thing is, is that I'm going to come up with this impossible question and I haven't even made it about the Packers. It's kind of Packers related, but not so much. So you're going to ask me an impossible question about another team? Yeah, well, it's kind of Packers related and that's how I'm getting away. I'm just going to warn you now. I'm just going to warn you now because I put a battle cry out last week and I said, guys for Team UK here, we're going to stump. We're going to stump the Irish guy every week and uh, they're going to send me in some impossible questions and they've been doing that and it's my turn again on the next one. So just... Just keep that in mind before you go too crazy. Well, that's why I gotta go and because the lead I'm one nil at the moment, right? Which is fitting. It's like a Robbie Keane goal, bashed it in the back of the net against Germany. I did, it was an easy one though. I asked you an easy one. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold up on you. No way. You okay. you went out to Pack Nation and asked them for really hard questions. I'm not laying up. Here's a question, and I tell you what, it's like, uh, did you ever watch that show QI? Yeah. Yeah, you know where they have like bonus questions. So I'm gonna add in some bonus questions for you. Maybe I'm, a little I'm pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty much the Stephen Fry of UK Packers. So. <laughs> It's fine, you can bring it on. Okay, right. Brett Favre in that game, the Raiders mm-hmm. game we're talking about. He went Where's into the number four jersey? Yeah, is that the question? That's the question, yeah. yeah. Was now, that, it? Was that it, it? He moves into okay. second place in the all-time touchdown record. I'm going to try throw you a bone at the start here. This is a little bonus question. Who was number one? Now, this isn't the impossible question because it's too easy. I, well, I think, well, maybe you won't get it and then I'll just be 4-0. So, 
Who is number how one? That make, how would that make you 4 0? Because I'm going to keep asking you questions until I just keep increasing the lead. <laughs> so, this is my possible so question. So, who was in number one place? Who's the number for one all time, touchdowns. all time touchdowns thrown? At the time, yeah. In, 19, the in 2003. Uh, well, I'm not going anything before the 60s because they weren't throwing the ball around that much. Okay. So, 70s, 80s, 80s, 90s. Ooh, I've got three guys in mind, and I've got a pick from those three. Okay, tell me. Right, these are the three I'm going from. This is not my answer, okay. but I'm going Marino, Montana, or Steve Young. I'm going to go Joe Montana. Okay, you got that one, but that's not the impossible question, right? I'm disappointed in myself now. The impossible question is, and I don't think you're going to get it because you didn't mention this guy in your top three. Who? Well, you just gave me a clue there because I'd have probably picked him. <laughs> <laughs> but who... Did Brett Favre pass out into the number two spot? Who did he make number three? Number three. So it's not Marino, it's not Young, and Montana's one. Yeah. Is it around the same era? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling me anything. I'm just trying to think of some other big names. Being 2 0 is going to be fantastic. <sighs> See, I, this is my problem. I, I nearly said I'm all about the D, but um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say the defense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm there's, watching there's... you like a hawk on this camera. I'm making sure you're not twiddling. I'm going to put my hands up. The hands are here. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm trying to even think when players are playing. So names I've got in my head now, trying to think of the next sort of bracket of, a, of a awesome quarterbacks. I'm going, I've got Unitas, Namath. Unitas, Namath. I'm, feeling really I'm trying to think of somebody nice, nice. A McNabb or a McNair or something like that. I'm going to need an answer. I don't think it's any of them. I've got one that it might be, but I can't imagine that it's going to be who I think it is because the teams suck. Okay, go and on. And the only reason I've got this is because I was watching one of them, what are they called, on the NFL Network where you got the one out, the, the yeah. one, 10 to 1 thing. So I'm just going to take a left field shot and go Vikings quarterback. No. I'm trying to watch your reaction. <laughs> I'm not giving you I'm trying to give you a reaction, and the fact you've laughed, I'm going to go for it. Frank, I'm still waiting for a reaction. Still no reaction. You just got a poker face. I know, yeah. Frank talking. You're joking me. Like you're absolutely joking me. Seriously, did you? Because I can. <laughs> do you know what the annoying part is? If this was just audio and I couldn't see you, I just say cheat, and I. That is sick. Yeah. I haven't touched my phone. Frank Tarkenton. It's here. Fran Targeton Jesus it's not even on. so yeah that's 1-1 one, one. I'll be honest with you that is luck that's pure luck because I was only watching something on him the other day and that's the only reason that name's in my head that is silly. so it's just pure luck so it's just the fact that I watch Game Pass pretty much all day that is silly right fair enough 1-1 one, one. damn it <laughs> you're gonna get some <laughs> clangor with me next week I'm gonna get you next week remember Team UK I had to look into that I had to research that so I, I oh, yeah, looked I'm up not the doing guy, my right? own research I'm, I'm not doing my own research bro well well, no but I looked into this guy right I couldn't get over it that head that's because that's why I thought you weren't going to get it because I would not have said I would have went for the same quarterbacks that you went for so this guy he was the first NFL quarterback to pass for four touchdowns in his first game and get this he's look he's the, like if you want if you want a number one quintessential viking this is the guy he brought them to three super bowls and lost every one of them i mean if that's not typical vikings player if that's not what you expect the qualities of a viking player to be and that's and that's why his jersey's hanging up in the green bay hall of fame <laughs> it's not it's not 
but but it's mad like and uh, do you know what the type of guy he is even now I thought you know what he's obviously a you know a very well accomplished quarterback and he's a good guy he's smart you know he can read the game but then I found out that he, he gave a he went to the Republican uh, convention and gave a speech for Donald Trump so uh, yeah maybe <laughs> still being a little bit silly but here's a question for you at left field actually he he went and got four touchdowns in his first game which is crazy there's only one other quarterback that did it who did it how would I know that he made waves oh. with it. He made waves. So just with just if just go for any quarterback at this point. Anyone. I'm gonna go somebody ridiculous. I literally have no idea. Well, Let's I'll give go. you a clue, right? This guy had a really strong um start to a couple of games, but I would have said a really weak schedule last year. And remember we're talking rookies here. Because it's it's a your rookie? first game. Yeah, because it's your it's, oh, okay. he threw four touchdowns oh, okay. in his first game. So rookie coming into the league. Um, Warren Moon. <laughs> Marcus Mariota last year. He threw four uh, touchdowns in his first start. I was never going to get that. No, that, that that's crazy, isn't it? Like that. And I, I remember making a strong start and people going crazy for him. And he kind of dropped off then at the end. But I mean, Jesus, you know, four touchdowns in your first game is pretty impressive. Yeah, not bad. Just shame nobody watches the Titans because they suck. Yeah. Never a true word spoken. Um, so a bit of housekeeping maybe at the end before we wrap up the podcast. We have fantasy leagues going. So if you want to play a bit of fantasy action, do uh, get in contact. Uh, you tweeted out, didn't you, Ryan, from the Twitter account. So people should have the details they can go on. Yeah, we, so we've just um, filled the first one, which was a 16-team league, which is the Premier League. Oh, yeah. And that's mainly for people that have played in the, uh, the leagues last year. Um, but a Division 1 has just been set up. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a 14-team league. And that's literally just gone live tonight. Um, also, get in touch if anybody fancies a paid league. Some people are saying that they're, they're quite fancy doing a paid entry league. Of course, what we do with that is we'll decide what the entry fee is, whether that's £5 each, £10 each, whatever. Mm. Any money put in, then we would get something. We'd get a fantastic prize for that. Um, you know, We could be looking at a signed jersey for the winner on that one. So anybody interested in that, I don't know what the interest is. We've paid leagues. I've not done one before, but we can do one if the interest is there. Yeah, so do hit us up, lads. Uh, what we might even do is you can do stuff on DraftKings as well where you can throw the money in. We might come up with a number of different things because th- what we always find is that we promote these to debt. I think we had about 10 or 15 fantasy leagues last year and we were just, you know, people are actually getting onto us on Twitter saying, lads, stop going on about the fantasy leagues. We don't care. Uh, but people were. People were mad for them. And then at the very end, some guy comes in and goes, hey, lads, I've got an idea for you. We're like, oh, we're always open to ideas. And he goes, why don't you do fantasy this year? And we're like, oh, you yeah, for real? You know what I mean? Come out from underneath that rock son play fantasy so um, yeah it was uh, a bit annoying to say the least because we've been you know bashing people's heads in with it there's another great one we've done obviously recently you've seen um, some razzes that we've done uh, which yeah. these are kind of like draws where you buy raffle tickets on Facebook they're hosted um, you don't have to be if you're not on Facebook then just message us that you want a ticket on Twitter and we will sort it for you um, but somebody last week when I signed a Gilbert Brown helmet um, before that, we had a signed Sam Barrington photo and a signed Amon Green photo. Mm. Um, I'm happy to say we still have some more prizes. So there's going to be more rises soon. So keep an eye open for that. There's a couple of quid and you can win something that's worth a lot of money. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and some people even say it's priceless. I have a Donald Driver signed book. I'm not razzing it. But, uh, you know, I class that as, as uh, priceless. I paid for it and he signed it and sent it over. 
Um, but again, this stuff is great. And I mean, if you see Ryan's uh, Packer room, my God, you'll have to put pictures up on the Twitter account later, Ryan. This is something that you can aspire to have. It is ridiculous. Signed Nelson jersey, I can see behind them. Signed Hawk jersey, Barrington's up there. Gilbert Brown helmet. What else have you got, Ryan? Uh, okay, jerseys Nelson, AJ Hawk, Barrington Green, Dayton Jones, Jerry Kramer, Herb Adderley, Jarrett Bush, and don't tell anybody, but I've got a James Lofton on the way. Oh, nice. Don't and then as for, hel- as for helmets, I've just, there's loads and loads and loads of helmets. Yeah. No, nice, nice little bit of swag there. So if you want to get yourself some, uh, do keep an eye on the Twitter account and Facebook and, of course, our website because we're going to be putting up some articles on there if you're the reading type. But for this week, again, uh, thanks for listening. Do listen back to some of our old podcasts. Leave us a subscribe on iTunes and the comments and stuff uh, because we do appreciate it. And uh, what we might start doing is reading out people's names who go and leave us a good comment, maybe send you out something free. We're going to start kicking that off again. Uh, but from myself, at NFL on Twitter and Ryan at RyanPeacockNFL, follow the group account at UK Packers. But it's bye for now. Happy Friday.